this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host, Tommy Buns, here with Sully and Jones, back after a week off. Uh, glad to be back with the boys. We got a lot to get into, so we will get right to it. We're going to start off in the NBA. Um, we're coming up uh, later, all-star break than normal, but we're coming up on that pretty soon. We're coming up on the trade deadline about halfway through the season now, uh, getting towards that point. And we got some surprises. I mean, for one, uh, Dave's team, the Knicks, for the first time in um, ever, is in a higher spot in the standings at this point in the season than the Celtics and the Heat. So um, how do you feel, Dave? This has to be a pretty exciting exciting time for you, uh, New York fucks. It's weird. I don't know how to act. <laughs> it's the act like you've been there before. I've never been there before. <laughs> yeah, what um, sole sole ownership of fourth place right now? I believe so. Uh, was that after their yeah. last game? I don't know if uh, Toronto's played yet. Um, but yeah, uh, at, at worst, tied for fourth. Uh, yeah, you're at like, fourth right now, and then uh, there's three teams: Miami, Boston, and Toronto, all a half a game back. Uh, so it's going to change. Yeah, if I had to guess, I would say those three teams pass us, but I don't know if anyone else does. Um, you know, at this point, I if I had to guess, I'd say the Knicks finish probably four to six games under five hundred. Um, their te- their schedule is going to get a little tougher in the back half, so I expect you know a few more losses in the back half. But you know, no one would have ever guessed the Knicks were set up for a home playoff series in at the halfway point of the season. Just, I don't, I don't even think their own locker room thought that. Um, yeah. But the the East has been down this year. I mean, the East and on the whole has been atrocious. They East have four. Awful. They have four so teams bad. over five hundred, and the Knicks are one of them, one game over five hundred. Yeah. How so, about the How yeah. about the Sixers? Just just crushing it. Twelve losses. Yeah. I mean, here looks like Brett Brown really wasn't that great of a coach. No. Oh, I always <laughs> hated Brett Brown. James Butler. Uh, that is not my name. I mean, he doesn't even know his own players' names. He's a clown. <laughs> I was never a Brett Brown fan. He was like a motivator guy. Like, he was not a coach. And then after a while, the motivating didn't work. And trust the process. Yeah, after, you know, 75 first-round picks, you're going to be decent. Yeah. And, to like, when you're not expected to win games, like those first couple of years he was there – was still in the process so he was given a pass yeah he wasn't he wasn't being measured by like actual metrics of wins and losses and how the team was playing he was being measured by how well he was perceived how well he was liked in the locker room um stuff like that you know and that's not really those are pretty subjective terms in ways so or Mm -hmm. subjective measurements in ways so he really skated by for the first few years of his tenure. Um, and he really was only on the hot seat. Basically, as soon as he was being measured by wins and losses, he's been on the hot seat. It was a shock that he wasn't fired the year before last. And Mm -hmm. then when there was no improvement whatsoever, obviously he's going to lose his job. Um, but doc, you gotta, you gotta give doc credit for the job he's doing coming in there. Uh, I think bringing in, like we mentioned last week, bringing in Seth Curry was huge for them. They've always been need a three-point shooting, especially after J.J. Redick left. That was a huge uh, part of their problems last year. Um, so, you know, I, I like the Sixers this year. I think I think they're probably the favorites to come out of the East, um, given what Milwaukee's playoff record looks like. Although we'll see how much Drew Holiday has an effect in the playoffs because I'm, I'm a huge Drew Holiday guy. He's yeah, he, he was out for a while. Yeah, now they're um, now they're winning. But uh, I mean, yeah, the the Sixers, their bench is a lot improved. They got uh, uh, Cork. What's his name? Corkmaz has been good, and then uh, and then Milton Shaq Milton. He's having a really good year. He's putting up fourteen a game off the bench. Um, Tyrese Maxey's had some big games. Uh, so and Dwight Howard very quietly is having another productive year. And he's going to have another year where he's, I mean, if they won the title, that'd be a little shocking. But, you know, the yeah. Lakers are missing, between him and McGee, they're missing that presence down low. 
um, rebounding, shot blocking, and now it's um, given them but a like really solid. It wouldn't solid be shocking pick. to me if the if the Sixers came out of the East. No, it wouldn't. I think it would shock me for them to win it all. But yeah, it depends it what they do. It depends what they do at the trade deadline. With this current team, I'd be shocked if they won it all. But yeah, agreed. Because I, I mean, I think there's three or four teams that I'd take in a final series over them in the West. But yeah, you know, there's probably Lakers, Clippers. Um, who's stopping Embiid on, on the Nets or the Bucks? The Bucks had a yeah. better chance. That I mean, Joel Embiid's going to average 45 a night against the Nets in a seven-game series. Yeah, I mean, DeAndre Jordan, that's just not going to work. Kevin Durant at times, definitely. Kevin Durant will be on him at times. I mean, like, there's no one else. They don't have bigs. Jeff Green is going to be on him. He plays some small ball five for them. Uh, I mean, ooh. Yeah, but the problem jo- is Embiid has a fantastic post-up game. And yeah, no, I mean, he, Durant's not. Durant's now he's not finally doing that. Block. Now he's finally doing that. He's taking one and a half less threes a game. He's still shooting threes. He's a solid three point shooter. Um, but now he's really got the message. Uh, I guess credit to Doc there. That That's all you really need for him is to be a threat from three in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. And which he, he always has been a threat. Yeah. I, you just now he's banging around. I mean, when the when your center is shooting threes all the time, obviously it hurts the offensive glass, and then you have guards trying to rebound, you know, stick their hands in, and then you know you have your big getting back on defense. It's just just not good. It's just not doesn't make a lot of sense for anyone. So, uh, like Carl Anthony Towns, he's another he, he's a little soft. He always likes to do that, but uh, big three point outside shooter guy. But yeah, I think they match up really well against the Nets. Yeah. Uh, you have Simmons. You can you can you can definitely put Simmons on. I you can mean, play Simmons you, on any of the Nets' big three. Play, yeah, you can play him on any of the big three, literally. Um, and it's I not guess, like you're really, you know, sacrifice. He's got the height to guard Durant. He's got the speed to keep with Kyrie. And if he doesn't have the speed, he's got the extra length in case, even if Kyrie gets a step on him, it's an eight, eight, nine-inch height difference, you know? Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of thigh bowl, too. Matisse Thibault in that series against maybe like Durant, like, you know, being as like a defensive specialist, he's lanky. He gave um, a lot of guys some big issues. He gave like Giannis and some guys in the last couple of years, some issues in, in the playoffs. Um, who's the, who's their other Tobias. Yeah. Tobias, he's a decent defender. He's lanky. He can, he can hang. Um, but yeah, I think they match up. They match up pretty well. Uh, they just need they just need to add another guard. They need they need my boy Kyle Lowry. Or someone even better. Uh what are they gonna have to give up for Lowry? I mean, I guess you can get away with giving up a first and and fillers, but they still gotta send back thirty or you know, whatever minus twenty five percent, so twenty three million, twenty four million somewhere. They got it's gotta come from somewhere. I don't somewhere, know. I don't you know? know, honestly. Um I mean, that's a good question. They probably have some players in their bench making money, but I don't know, but what does he makes thirty? I mean, I know Lowry like makes thirty four, thirty five, something like that. Yeah. I believe. But yeah, it's, it seems right now to be like a three team race in the East, um, and then you have talented teams like the Heat, the Celtics, uh, and uh, yeah, probably those two are the only other two that I think would have a legit shot. I still do think they would. Somewhat have a shot, uh, probably more the Heat because we've been so banged up. But these teams are just too good on paper. Like the Heat of just every game, we've pretty much every game we've missed either. We've only had one player start every game, and that's Duncan Robinson. So, <laughs> Bam's missed oh, time Jimmy here. Jimmy Butler has been out for a while now. He's back. Hero's out now. He's back. Dragic was out now. He's back, and now we've rattled off six straight. Feel great about the Heat. I think we'll probably get the four seed. Um, I think we'll like, I think it'll be four or five will be like Celtic seed ish. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's going to be tough to, I, I I think at this point, the way Brooklyn's been playing lately, seems like they got it figured out. It seems like James Harden is playing his most efficient basketball that we might've ever seen. What did he have? He was the first player ever to have 30, 15 and 10 with no turnovers the other night. Well, Harden's playing well, but the regular season's never been his issue. Um, no, and right. also and they're doing also, it with two or three, not yeah, all that's, three. Right. That's what me and Dave were saying is that they don't have all three of them. 
Um, they, you know, it's it. It sounds like it's like oh, it's a great problem to have an embarrassment of riches. Well, but it's it's really not. It's still it's still a problem. Um, like you look at the Heat the first year. You look at any really big three the first year. They always struggle. Whether it was the Nets, the original big three, the Celtics. They you don't win the first year. You just don't. Yeah, no. and even um, in Miami, like you. It took Chris Bosch taking a real step back into a, a third role for them. Yeah, to, he had to go from like a twenty-two point. You know, I mean, even more so. But he legit, yeah, he, legit twenty and ten guy. Yeah, he so he went he went back to like you know being into you know a nice weak side shot blocker, hitting the glass, you know, hitting threes. He really expanded his three point shot um, because that's what the team needed. We didn't need him, you know. Wade wasn't a three point shooter, and LeBron's actually best years three point shooting were in Miami, but. We needed we needed the lane cleared for them. Um, so we needed Ray Allen. We needed those guys. Mike Miller, Shane Battier over time to stretch out the floor for them. Um, yeah, pick your poison. You're gonna let Dwayne Wade get a layup, LeBron get a dunk, or Mike Miller, Ray Allen, Bosch shoot a three. I mean, either way, you're fucked over lo- the long term. Yeah. So um, I'm sure there's gonna be like they look great right now, and I'm sure there's gonna be spans where they lose four or five in a row. And they're gonna like, oh, I don't know. I'm sure it'll all even out uh, over the they're course the, of the year. They're the most recency biased team in in the NBA in terms of how yeah. they're perceived. Yeah, you know, I think uh, they'll be. Gone two, like I week. think they'll be a two seed. I think they'll be like the two seed, two or three. Yeah. Um, oh, could man, be I'd the one. A, Who I'd knows? Love a first round matchup with them in the playoffs. That would be sick. even just when if the <laughs> Knicks if one even one game that'd be a win. Yeah, but you know why I want that? Because that's going to be seven home games. Not yeah, <laughs> that's true. I that's mean, true. you think that there's more Nets fans and it's literally never once happened. Anytime the Knicks are playing in Brooklyn, it's overwhelmingly Knicks fans. Yeah. Cheaper tickets. It'll be interested <laughs> to see if they uh if the Knicks are buyers uh, at the deadline. Yeah, I mean, they're in a position to be. Well, they already think... have been. They already bought D-Rose for somewhat yeah, cheap, but um, yeah, that was that was a pretty cheap move, though. Um, I, I don't think they'll do anything major, but I, I you know, something like a, a JJ Redick or Alonzo Ball or you know, someone in that another role player. That do you need a guard though? You already got so many nice guards. Yeah, I feel like I feel like like a wing maybe or like a center. Like uh, I know I've mentioned before, Carl Anthony Towns. If you wanted to, yeah, um, yeah. You know, I don't know if you want to really go for hunting, it. I think it, big game hunting will be a matter of what the deal looks like. Um, we might be better positioned to do that in the offseason with the cap space. But at the same time, the Knicks are under the cap. So we don't have to get we don't have to send an even amount of money out in a deal. We have 15 million dollars to play with. As long as the difference is under 15 million, we're good to go. And that's pretty easy to do because the knicks have a lot of contracts that are tradable you know they yeah, have like bullock right or yeah you know four, four million five million eight million twelve million like they got g- guys in all range and levels that the team could do without um and but our service they're serviceable exactly exactly serviceable is a, is a good word um so yeah, I think it's totally possible the Knicks are buyers at at the deadline. I I don't think they're going to be sellers. I think you know maybe a, a small move. You know, if someone wants to give us a early second rounder for Bullock, you know, or Knox or something like that. Then yeah, maybe yeah, go we make for that it. deal. But like on the whole, I think we'll I think we'll be what we've been the last years. The smart organization. If the deal is right, then we'll make the deal. Um, I don't think we're going to push anything. No one expected us to be anything this year, and I, I think this off season was always kind of the target to really make a splash. Obviously, it's going to be harder now with the depleted free agency class, but there's still room to make. There's going to be stars available that aren't available now, uh, whether that be via trade or or free agency. Yeah, it kind of sucks that for the for the Knicks from this point of view is that this is like not the big class that it once was because now you're kind of, you're recognized as a legit team yeah yeah i mean yeah. people are noticing you know it's clear if, if winhurst is saying that uh, uh a star if he's predicting that then he's heard something it's he's heard something yeah. from a source that isn't willing to put their name on it or isn't giving him permission to say yeah i'm you can report this yeah but, whether it's andre drumming whether it's carl anthony towns whether yeah. it's who knows 
Any um, any of those, you know, A or B list stars that could potentially want out. Um, yeah, we're looking we're looking at teams that are you know trying either trying to shed cap or are really bad and players are, you know, really not they're not happy with their situation. So you know, it's like looking at teams like that, like like even like a Victor Oladipo. I don't think they'll get him. I don't think they need him. Um, no. I'd rather R.J. Barrett going forward, but yeah, you know, exactly. like teams that are just. You know, even a team like the Kings, um, you know, they've been on such a such a downtrend. They were so promising. They have so much talent. Um, I would be asking for a trade if I was on the Kings. You know, once again, who knows? They're going to keep Halliburton, but they have Buddy Heald. Fox is probably going to go. Buddy Heald could be on the move. Who knows? Maybe not yeah. to the Knicks, but um, he's been he's been connected to the Knicks before in in talks. Yeah. But but if it was the right price, I'm sure you would. You know. Yeah, consider it. I mean, that, the Knicks need a, a a small forward, a scoring small forward. That's yeah. what, that's what we really need. It's what is what a buddy's a shooting guard, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I yeah. think he's smaller than RJ too. So it's not like he's a guy that plays the two that's actually six eight. You know, that could yeah. play the three too. I think he's he's a pretty true shooting guard. I think he's six five, six six. Um, so I don't, I don't. I it wouldn't don't know be a perfect match. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't be wouldn't be perfect. And he does make a lot of money. Um. But who yeah. knows? I mean, it'll it'll be interesting. I, they they could yeah. be in a position to take on salary with that extra, and that could be money. someone like Drummond because we know Drummond is leaving. He's not literally not even playing for the Cavs. Yeah, Drummond, Mount Vernon too, local boy. Yeah, so I'm interested. Hmm. Andre Drummond has been this type of player that's been in in trade talks for seamlessly years. years. Yeah, literally, and then like he goes from the Pistons seasons. to the Cavs, and then you're like, what did that do? <laughs> yeah, he went yeah. from like a pretty bad situation to like one of the few situations that was worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And they have some young talent. They have some young guards I like, but uh, they're not a win now team. And uh, yeah, it was a very head shaking move. And obviously he doesn't like it there. It's Cleveland and they're not winning. So uh, if yeah. it's Cleveland and you have LeBron, okay, let's do this. But um, you can deal with it. Or Kyrie or anyone. But so now where does Drummond go? I mean, and this and this kind of like does he go to the Celtics? Like the Celtics could use him. Like yeah, they could. The Celtics <laughs> have been connected to I think every big free agent in the last ten years. And it's uh, like, whether it's Kevin Durant, whether it's Jimmy Butler, whether it's Demarcus Cousins. Um, so what happens when you have good young players and a lot of assets? What like happens? You know, what's going on with Boogie? Isn't he? Isn't that's he trying what to I get was out? Talk about next. Like I, he got bought out, right? I'd rather I'd rather sign Boogie than than trade for Drummond. Because Drummond's gonna well, Drummond's not gonna cost much from what I'm hearing. Uh, yeah, I don't. Boogie's gonna cost nothing, and we can offer him more than any team in the league by a long shot. Like I know four I times know. much as much as it's any just, other team. It's a matter of well, Dr- Drummond is obviously the traditional center, but he's very he's as good as it gets at it. Him and Rudy Gobert, they're Rudy Gobert is probably better currently, obviously because he's. Uh, more, he's a lead shot blocker, but you know, they're double double machines. They're mucking it up, offensive rebounds. You know, for a team like the Knicks, who don't shoot that well, it really get you a lot of extra possessions, um, for them. So, but you know, Boogie, like, I just don't know what Boogie is at this point. Did he play bad? No, did he play good? No, he was okay. He was okay with them. Um, you know, he had some games and then. You know, had some games where he was turning over and falling in love with the three ball. So I, I don't know. What do you guys think about Boogie? I don't I like, yeah, for a flyer, sure. I just don't I wouldn't get overly excited. I don't I don't know. I yeah, think I if mean, he was I, motivated, Boogie, but that's what I'm saying. Like I don't know. If he could just clearly a tryout year for him, if he could come in to the biggest stage in the game and showcase something, especially while Mitchell Robinson's out. I think it's a good opportunity for him, especially if the top teams aren't calling, you know, definitely a really good opportunity for him in Madison square. I mean, you're playing in Madison square garden. The Knicks are relevant. Uh, you'd have a lot of eyes on you. Yeah. I just, and, from the Knicks point of view, like, well, I really get excited about it. No, but it's, it's a, a decent move. Uh, you said it doesn't cost much. Yeah. And it would be about him stepping up and playing to the level of intensity. The Knicks are, cause that's what they've been winning games because of playing hard and playing defense. Yeah. And, those as talented as boogie has i don't i've never really heard too many people describe him 
with those two traits. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> you know, definitely uh, not. Maybe something that Thibs can bring out in him, and that's maybe. great. Maybe Thibs would, yeah. Maybe Thibs can get on and be like, this is your last chance. Like, like if and you. Even if it's just for six months or four months, whatever it is great you know maybe that's all he can give us maybe that's all Thibs can get out of him yeah maybe you, you know who that, knows what he, he'll help you win help you you know be a better team and then it'll help boogie get a contract somewhere else yeah if it goes well more than likelihood that would probably be the i mean unless he turned to his you know somewhat you know elitish form then they'd look look at resigning him but you know uh yeah i just don't know where his minutes come from after Mitch comes back, you know, because both Mitch is going to Dibs loves Mitch and Mitch is obviously a great defender. And so is Noel. And Noel's been playing great since uh, Mitch has been out. So yeah. I, Noel's I just a don't good, know where. Noel's all hustle. He's all hustle. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know where um, Boogie's minutes would go. And then it becomes, uh, you know, well, I went from 30 minutes a game or 25 minutes a game to now 12 or 15 and. I'm uh, four and a half. If he was and, playing well, I think I think honestly, I think Noel would would be the uh, you know would be seeing more significant minute yeah, reduction. Sure. Um, sure. You know, I mean, and maybe they use maybe they use Noel as a specialist at the end of the game. You know, like last two minutes close game, like they'll have him in on defensive possessions. You know, you could still use players. Um, you know, in, yeah, in, in certain you know, ways, absolutely. absolutely. So, you know. Like, yeah, like if they need offense, Boogie can shoot, Boogie can score. So, uh, but you're right, Noel is definitely he fits the mold of the Knicks defensive mind. You know, hustle and you know if the Knicks shoot, they're sounds weird to say the Knicks shoot well. They're hard to beat. They're really hard to beat. Yeah, I think they're well. They set a stat the other night during the game. I think they're ten and two on the year when they make twelve threes or more. Yeah, they're they're great. Which is like they, not a lot. That's like the league average. You know. Yeah. So it's just a matter of them and they've made a concerted effort. You can tell in, in recent weeks to get up more threes, um, but they don't always fall. You know, RJ Baird's one prime example. He'll go five for seven one night from three and then zero for six the next night, you know? Yeah. He's, he, he's interesting. He's very young still, but I, I don't know. Uh, I think he'll be good. I just don't know how good he'll be. Yeah. I think, I, I think that's really what it, comes down to because he's got he's a fantastic finisher he can get to the hoop he can finish um strong he's getting stronger uh it's just going to come down to shooting and how much of a consistent threat he can like be he's really young like he's 20 years old uh you know need to keep yeah. it in mind um yeah. but yeah if he can get a consistent shot he can be a star yeah he can be a legit 23 point and he's not like awful from three i think he's shooting 34 percent, 34 and change so he's not horrendous but I mean, if you can get that up to 38, 39, then we're really cooking, you know? Oh, yeah. What about the uh, the West? I mean, we have – it's kind of interesting out there. I mean, obviously, the Jazz are just killing it. Uh, first place, only lost, what, eight games this season. Um, pretty pretty impressive. They got a little bit of a lead, uh, three-game lead on the Lakers. And then you got, you know, the usual suspects. You got your Portland, your San Antonio, your Denver, your Golden State. Clippers. Clippers. But what about the Phoenix Suns sitting pretty fourth place, only four games out of first? Yeah. I mean, I to me, I think they're the, the only other team in the conversation for biggest surprise in the league outside the Knicks. Yeah. At this point. They've been, they've they've been, been that great. team. They've been trying to build something out there for years, you know, slowly, slowly. All of a sudden, you get Chris Paul, you have Saric, you have uh, Aiton's coming in, really coming into his own. Booker, obviously, being Devin Booker, just getting snubbed from the All-Star game, even though he is, without a doubt, an NBA All-Star. I don't know. He's in it now, yeah. at least. He's in He's it now in, as he a got, replacement. He, he replaced Anthony Davis on an injury replacement, but he probably deserved to be in there, regardless of injury, over Anthony Davis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Over Anthony Davis. Um yeah, for sure. I would take it probably even over Zion. Uh, but I mean, talk I, about the Jazz. The Pelicans fucking took it to the Jazz last night, or was yeah, last night. Yeah, no. Uh, so last night, yeah, they were up. They were up big, and then they almost blew it, but they they won. Yeah, the Jazz have uh, 
the Jazz have lost a couple games recently. They lost the Heat, but I mean they were at such a ridiculous pace. They're they're fifteen and two at home. Um, Got to take note of that. They're, uh, hey, take note. <laughs> <laughs> um, the yeah, I mean it's surprising they still have that home court advantage when there's no fans in the building there. That's always been like a major home court advantage town. Like players say that that's the toughest yeah. place to play in the league. Other than um, like Denver. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of the reasons they say that aren't exactly the most, you know, nice reasons. <laughs> yeah. But regardless, it's a tough place to play. Um, and without the fan base there, it's surprising that that's holding true uh, this year. Do, even, do we even think they'll so. get the one seed? Yeah, I think so. Just because AD is going to be out a while, you know? Yeah, I think so too. I think they're hungry for it too. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, yeah. I think the Lakers don't care. Yeah, that's another thing. I mean, LeBron's kind of never really cared about that. Yeah. You know, I remember when the, uh, what were they, the three seed when they played, uh, there were two or three. I think it was the three when they played the Hawks. The uh, the Cavs? Hawks were the one seed that year. Yeah, the Cavs. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and they absolutely demolished them. Wiped the door. It was the Kyle Korver team yeah, with Budenholzer's first year, I believe. Oh, Budenholzer! I think he's such garbage. <laughs> I think he's such. I think he's fool's gold. I should say. Uh, yeah. Always these great regular season teams, and he always gets swept by good teams. Uh, he's James Harden of coaching. <laughs> yeah. Worse probably, but uh, yeah, he. Uh, I think. Yeah, I don't really – what's the motivation? Like what are they – I guess other than in the NBA Finals, that would be the only reason you'd want to have a, a really good record. Because yeah. in the West, any of these teams, they're – you know, the Clippers, I think psychologically, they're always the big brother. Um, it'll be a good matchup. But I think if you have a healthy LeBron, healthy AD, and you know you're going to add it to the deadline, and Kuzma's the playing Clippers great lately. Have, the Clippers have the same problem the Nets have. When it's Lakers Clippers, it's it's a Lakers home game every time, no matter what yeah, goes on just, the floor. Yeah, that's that's the their big brother. It's their it's their big brother. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, I mean, the Warriors are still in the playoff hunt, right? The eight seed. Yep. Then you have the there. the Mavericks well, coming you, out I mean, strong. I don't think the Warriors are contenders by any means, but I'm I'm not trying to play them in the first round. No. No, why would you? I mean, yeah, they'll they'll get a game or two. Uh yeah. Yeah, Curry's yeah. gonna take over and have forty seven one night and mm-hmm. you know, will them to victory at least one night. Yeah, um, I mean if I like if I'm looking at this uh one through eight as currently constructed, I'd probably most wanna play San Antonio. Yeah. Um and I know they have young talent, uh, who I like and you know, Keldon Johnson's of the world, DeJounte Murray. I I like some of their players. Uh, I just think they're going to – I'm not even told they make the playoffs because I like teams like Dallas, I think that – remember, that's the 10 teams this year for the play-in. So, um, yeah, and then what is it? Is it one game or single elimination or two games? I think it's the same as last year. If you're the higher seed, you got to win one. If you're the lower seed, you got to win two out of those three. I like so that. Right that now, sense. I like it too. Uh, rewards the better record. The nine seed is Dallas. I definitely think they will get in the top eight. Uh, Memphis is right. I think Memphis may get in the top eight as well because don't forget, Jaron Jackson's going to be back after the All-Star break, and he's a legit player. Um, He's no scrub. He was putting up like 18 and nine or something, a few assists a game. Like that's a huge piece. They're They're quietly holding the fort down. They're not being, you know, five and five the last 10, 15, 15. They're just... They started out so they're hot. Staying and they, ready. They're staying yeah, they're in stay, position. Right where they need to. New Orleans is probably going to make a run. After that, every other team I don't take serious. Thunder, Kings, Rockets, they're all – Timberwolves are trash. Uh, but those three teams right there, uh, in addition to the teams above them, I think it would be playing for those two playing spots. Um, and maybe San Antonio, maybe Golden State. You know, if, if Golden State loses Curry, they're done, you know. Right. No, yeah. I mean, they're – you know, they're a lottery they'll, they'll, team at best. With you know, they're a top yeah. ten lottery team without Curry. I, you know, but a team like Denver, I've no worries whatsoever. Uh, Porter hasn't been great. He's starting to get it together. Where's Denver at right now in the standings? They're seven, Six. seven, seven. But then only a half a game away from five. So, yeah, yeah. I would, I would presume Denver finishes fourth. Or I fifth. think. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
But so what you you thinking Utah Lakers Clippers Denver? I would yeah. put I, I mean, put the Suns ahead. How I, I mean I think I don't think Utah is the the best team in, in the NBA, but like I think they have enough of a lead and they're playing well enough over a long period that I think they're going to re- retain the top spot or at least the second spot. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I think those are the four best teams in the in the West. I would I would go, I would go. Actually, I hate to do this, but I'd go as it does right now. I'd go Utah, Lakers, Clippers, Suns. Then I would go uh, probably Nuggets, then Portland as the six, and then seven, eight. Right? Was that six? That was that six teams that I said? Yeah. Or yeah. Four, five. Uh, then seven, eight, I probably would go Dallas seven, Memphis eight, and I'd probably kick the Spurs and Golden State out. Maybe bias against the Spurs, maybe go bias against the Warriors. Who knows? But then I would also have the the Spurs and the Warriors nine, ten. I think all four of those are going to be very close. And New Orleans is a little bit back. Uh, we'll see if they make any moves. If they're buyers, if they're sellers. Zion's playing out of this world. Uh, I mean, just out of control 62 percent from the floor i heard a stat he's the most his shot is the most blocked in the nba he like he's shooting 62 percent and he's getting blocked the most in the nba it's so interesting yeah and then he gets the rebound for a second and third time and just yeah that's the thing someone. is it's fine because his 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 uh what is it called your second jump i forgot what it's called but it, yeah. it's it's so much quicker than everyone else's he's so explosive that you know he's getting it back his reflexes are so quick for a putback, um, you know, so I, I think it's fascinating that that stat, but, um, those would be my 10 teams that have the Pelicans, you know, but if, if I'm the Pelicans, I feel fine. I mean, you made out in that drew holiday trade. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got rid of drew holiday, but you're set up for the future with all these first round picks now. Exactly. Um, I, I think if, if new Orleans was in that six or seven seed conversation right now, or at least, by the time that in another two, three weeks when the trade deadline really approaching, I think they'd be buyers, but David Griffin's is a smart GM and he, he knows that he's there for the long haul. Like he knows oh, this yeah. is a project. He's got his cornerstones in Zion and, and Brandon Ingram. And he's just going to keep compiling assets. If someone is going to give him a late first for JJ Redick, he's going to take it. If someone's going to give him a late oh, yeah. first for Lonzo, who's probably going to leave in free agency, regardless, they're going to take it. You know, he's a free agent after this year, Alonzo. Yeah, they didn't pick up his op. They didn't give him an extension. Oh, so yeah. He, normally, he should be a restricted free agent, but he's yeah. going to be an unrestricted free agent. Uh, I like him and Zion, the pairing. You know, he he might leave, and they might trade him. I just really like – but it goes both ways because Zion's becoming such a good passer. Uh, so he's, you know, he's throwing up lobs, setting him up, you know, from three, and he's playing better. Uh is Lonzo. And then, you know, obviously the Lonzo to Zion connection is out of this world. Um, so I like the pairing. I, you know, it's two young guys. They seem to get along well and they have chemistry. So I hope they stay together, but yeah, Lonzo's, if you're not one of those two players, Zion or Ingram, you're, uh, you're tradable. You're, you're expendable. Yeah. Yeah. You're expendable. That's the word for it. Um, what's I'm looking up Bledsoe's contract situation right now. Oh, Uh, he's got another, he's got another, uh, year after this all right not terrible i I don't think there's anyone that's been more bearish on him than me the last like three years he's He's just not 30 he feels like he's been around forever he just turned he just turned 31 okay he he's just old man like he used to be he used to be the hot commodity he was like so explosive eric bledsoe i mean when when he traded when the bucks traded for him that was like oh they're legit title contenders now I just, uh, he's just like, he's a guy where his production has never managed, has never, uh, matched his talent. Yeah. Early, early on in his career, he was productive and then he just gets worse every year. So, um, yeah, even though they have him, maybe they'll trade him. Maybe they'll trade him this year. Maybe they'll trade him next year. If not this year, they'll trade him next year at the deadline, get whatever it is, a second, whatever. Uh, Could that be a guy the Sixers look to acquire instead of Lowry? I guess. I guess maybe he wouldn't be. I mean, Lowry's thirty-five. Like Lowry's flat out old. People don't realize. I thought Lowry was like thirty-two. He's thirty-five. But if they get Lowry, 
Lowry can defend and takes charges. We know he takes charges. You can put Lowry on, you know, on a Kyrie or a Harden, and he's going to compete, you know, and he's going to, you know, he's not going to lock him up, but he's going to play good defense. Oh, yeah. I mean, I absolutely that, love Lowry more as a play in, in, yeah. in general, but like, his you know, game is aged, his game's aged very well, by the way. Lowry's game is, I think, because of that defensive component, his game has aged very well. Um, oh, I totally agree. I mean, I, I know you've never been the player. biggest Lowry guy, but because, because, you know, you know, I, I'm yeah, I, I didn't, I'm mad the Knicks refused to trade him on Shumpert for him eight years ago. <laughs> and then he became really? a fucking superstar. Is that yeah, why he was like, it was a Mon Shumpert Landry Fields and like literally a second round pick. I didn't Lowry. know this. You have like a personal little vendetta grievance kind of thing. No, it's just like I look back and I'm like, fuck. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we could have had a legit point guard the last 10 years or eight yeah. years. And what would have that but changed? I, I mean, admittedly, like Shumpert was that was after his like rookie year when he was like really wowing people, you know, putting up like 13, 14 a game, like dunking yeah. over everyone. And Lowry was not the star he was in Toronto yet. He was a, a, a role player above average point guard. And then he yeah. became a star after that. But he might have become a star I, sooner because he wouldn't have been playing with DeRozan. Yeah. The worst sports comparison I ever heard. Well, there's two. My one friend Lou said um, uh, Zion is Kwame. Uh, that was the second worst comparison I've seen all time. The first worst comparison was Big Will from college. He said Iman Shumpert's got a lot of Jordan in him. He thinks he's like the next Jordan. Um, Jesus Christ. The worst. The uh, I don't know if anyone has a worse one feel but i think that's the worst one i've ever ever heard i was hoping he had half of vince carter in him let alone jordan <laughs> he's and like i, I don't know Sully. he's got a lot of uh he's got a lot of jordan and I'm, my mouth is on the floor at this point i'm just like like you know people would get upset when you compare jordan like lebron early lebron to or or even you know even early kobe it was like it's like so premature, but it's like Iman Shumpert. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I saw and, that and they Kobe were and LeBron comparisons actually hold merit. The, yeah, on on first take today they were arguing about um, it, who's the better player, Shaq or Embiid. And I was like, um, oh. let's not even yeah, like Jesus, what are we Jesus what are we Christ. doing? <laughs> like what are what are we doing? We're talking about probably the most dominant center that played, and we're talking about a guy who is soft as baby shit. He's good. It's just such but a he's soft shame. As baby it's a shit. shame. I obviously agree. It's it, it's a shame that uh, it's a shame that Shaq didn't keep himself in better shape because he would have been a top three or four player. Oh uh, yeah, all for time. sure. You know, yeah. he, he would probably would have overtaken and, you know, his game didn't age as well for that reasons and he couldn't shoot as well. And um, but, you know, you see a player like Embiid, I think Embiid's game should transition really well because of his ability to shoot, um, you know, and, ex- you know, extend the floor. And so He'll I probably think have he, to slim down a bit as he gets yeah, older. He, yeah. Yeah, he probably will. But uh, and he got in the league younger, I think. Right. Or. Yeah, I mean, he was one and done in college, but then he didn't play his first year and a half because of the foot injury. And how many years so, did Shaq I mean, it's play? Like how, old, how old is that? He, he was I drafted in fourteen, right? I think he's twenty-five or twenty-six. What? Let me look it up. Does I it, would say he's twenty-seven, if I had to guess. I'm guessing twenty-six. Twenty-six. His birthday's Damn. in two weeks. So all right. So. He's essentially 20. He's turned 27 on March 16th. I'm both right there. And Shaq, how many years did Shaq play at LSU? I couldn't I tell know. you. What was, the, what was the rule back then? There wasn't. Because he was at LSU in what, the late 80s? Or like 89, something like that. There wasn't a rule, was there? Um, he I was with. Know. Why can't I think he I played two or three years at LSU? He got, three, he, got, no. he got drafted in '92. Yeah, '89 to '92. So also oh, three years. '91, four years. He yeah. played full four years. Wow. No, three years. Okay, three years. Yeah. So, so okay, so yeah, so so MB did get in long, earlier and. Yeah, I mean a year earlier essentially because of the foot injury. In terms of when Embiid started to actually accumulate mm-hmm. stats, but I mean that's yeah. 
the, I, I just saw that argument oh, yeah, today, it's and I was like, it's ridiculous. I was like, Shaq is an MVP, a uh, three-time <laughs> Finals MVP, a uh, four-time champion, a scoring champion like, multiple w- w- times. W- w- like Shaq also be the all-time the NBA's all-time points leader if he shot like eighty percent from the free throw line. Yes. I don't even know like, if it's that high. I think it's like 70 or something. Yeah, I think he, yeah. <laughs> uh, his, his free I throw. Mean, <laughs> if, if there's I one mean, area Embiid has him in, it's free throws. But I also yeah, have yeah. Shaq in free throws. But so. Wilt was the same way. Wilt shot like, you know, 6% from the free throw line too. Yeah. But Wilt also dropped uh, 100 yeah. points in a game. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, Embiid's year is MVP caliber year. It's no knock on him. It's just... Well, it's, uh, yeah, that show has really gone downhill, I must say. So downhill. Uh, oh, man. And I'm a big Stephen A fan. I've always been a big Stephen A fan. Uh, but uh, I don't know. That, show, that show's got to go or something. I don't like. Yeah. Even it's become with, too much of a sideshow. Like, yeah, it's, it, it's, 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 it's too much. There's too many gimmicks based. on it. Yeah. There's too many gimmicks. They've fall. They've, it's very been, it's been very pigeonholed in certain ways. Um. And there's yeah. a lot of rotation of who's on and, you know, it's... Yeah, you have... Molly, like, works, like, twice a week, I feel like. Yeah. Oh, you can who's also that, tell that one girl I'm in love with on the show, though? Oh, man. She fills her, it all the time. Yeah, her backup, yeah. Um, oh, you can tell that, that She's, so like, the most those... beautiful woman in the world that's not talked about. I'm just, like, she's never talked about. I forgot what yeah, her name is. Underrated. <laughs> Very um, underrated. Very underrated. Sorry, so Katie. Topics. there's so many topics on that show that you can just tell are like yeah well i mean we're going to talk about this and like one of you has to take the opinion that's wrong you know like yeah 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 it's it's so forced it's like yeah like you're just like how can you possibly have that point of view because it's a debate obviously but it's like get a new topic yeah find it find a new slant Yeah, there's so many sec- – they probably spend half their production meetings in the morning just being like, okay, well, obviously both of you are like – think this way relatively the same, but like we need to – let's craft an argument together for one of you to make that creates the debate. You know? Yeah, and that just ruins it. And, and you know, not to be that – you can tell how thinly veiled the argument is. You're yeah. like – Yeah, it's such a just- miserable existence. <laughs> and then they have Kendrick imagine. Perkins on – Kendrick Perk- Perkins oh, on who can barely – who can barely complete a sentence and goes, yeah. I think Donovan Mitchell's the MVP. And I'm just like, he's having yeah, a great, Kendrick. I'm like, first of all, I couldn't understand what you're saying, but <laughs> uh, like he uh, just acted. Yeah. He's hurting. Yeah. What was once a I'm great sure he's player. a nice guy. I'm sure he seems like a nice guy. Hey, yeah, I, I've heard role. he is like the nicest better, guy. Better than oh, Paul yeah. Pierce on TV. Still better than Paul well, Pierce man. on TV. Still oh, better. Man. A I rock saw, would be better than Paul Pierce. I saw during the Super Bowl. I, I can't believe. I, 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 I think it's over. I can't <laughs> believe <laughs> I didn't bring this up after the Super Bowl. My man, Paul, tweeted out his first bets he ever placed on the Super Bowl and included oh, the amounts five hundred dollars and of course i throw in there i'm like paul why are we betting the same amount i'm like why is a man yeah. who made millions betting what i bet like that's not did he okay. bet the chiefs uh i think he bet the bucks i i mean yeah he, oh, de- wow. he definitely bet the bucks he had to bet with brady there's no way he was gonna bet against brady they got yeah that. that's true that's true i um, just i would think he's an awful better like yeah. whatever you know he, he actually he his him, bets yeah. were reasonable they were reasonable picks um, I don't remember exactly what they were, but I remember agreeing with a lot of them. Um, <laughs> I mean, that says a lot, but, um, oh. the, but when I saw 500, I was like, Paul, like, come yeah. on, man. Like, how do you even, how do you even feel that? Like that must yeah, definitely yeah. still making six figures from ESPN yeah. too. Um, but yeah, no, we need to get him off the fucking air. Yeah, we do. We I agree. I agree. He's every time he talks, I'm like, man, you were just, my favorite for so the long NBA, like the, the show on ESPN's NBA, like when they have games, I've on. definitely seen him yeah. on it. Not as uh, much. I know he does the jump a lot with Rachel Nichols, not as much, but, but I think he is still doing the NBA ESPN show. I want, yeah, I want more of like uh Vince. I want more Vince Carter, more Richard Jefferson, less. <laughs> yeah. I love Richard, Richard Jefferson. Jefferson. Is really good. I like him. He's Richard really Jefferson, Richard especially Jefferson. when it's a LeBron game. I like, I like watching the two of them interact because he gives LeBron shit. And I like that. 
Oh, it's really funny. It's funny. Yeah. It's really funny. He's he's completely sarcastic. Yeah. Oh, just, I know. It's just funny. It's just funny watching those two. Yeah, it's 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 funny. Um, he evolved in a really great way. Like he was a he was a legit star with the Nets for at least a handful of years. You know, three, yeah. four, five years. Yeah. With those Vince Carter teams, Jason Kidd. You know, but and obviously he evolved into a solid role player in the later half of his career. But I I always thought it was great. He had like a really good perspective on being able to make fun of someone like LeBron because he was a star at one point and harmoniously accepted and filled in his role as a role player later in his career. So it was just, it's always been a a welcoming kind of perspective in my view coming from him Yeah, because of how well he was able to transition and how well he took it, you know, embraced it. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was legit. His first six or seven years, he was a legit player. Um, yeah, well, he was like what, 17, 20 game ish, something like that. Yeah. He was like the third fiddle probably to, you know, to Kid and uh and, and Vince Sanity and and even Kmart. But uh so uh, yeah, he he's a cool guy. I, I saw him and Matt Barnes on. Oh, that, that they were that, that was a that's a funny like that's a duo. funny combo. Matt yeah, Barnes really funny combo. Why don't we throw uh, Derek Fisher and Matt Barnes on there? I think that would be compelling. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think Please. that they're would fine. be. They're fine them. now. Yeah, they're I know. Fine now, <laughs> but actually. it would still be funny because the tension will still be there no matter what. Oh, yeah. Even if it's yeah. not with them, it'll be there for us. Um, yeah. No, that's, I mean, so much going on in the NBA. Um, also, I got to mention huge fights this weekend. Can't ignore that. Three title fights this weekend. So check that shit out because I. Who, who is it? Tell us, Tom. Oh, we got, well, first, the main event. We have Israel Adesanya, the middleweight champion, going up to fight for the 205-pound belt against uh, the Polish power, Jan Blachowicz. Uh, going to be insane. Um, Izzy, who is coming in as the um, challenger, coming from the smaller weight class by 20 pounds, is actually the minus 240 favorite. Um, wow. Who do you got? I love Adesanya. I think he is the best in the game right now. He's only had nine fights in the UFC, but he's 20 and 0 overall in MMA. So 9 and 0 in the UFC, uh beat pretty much every top guy in the middleweight division at this point. Um three successful title defenses plus when he won the title. So um we love that. I love that. He's probably my favorite fighter. Crazy, super exciting to watch. Um new age Anderson Silva basically. Just super creative, throws the craziest shit, and just dismantles people. Um, and he said he's actually, <laughs> in an interview today, he said he's not even bulking up for it. He's going to, like, show up at the weigh-in at, like, 193. Like, he did. That's <laughs> and he's like, I'll probably fight it, like, 195. He's like, I'm not going to I cut. remember when wrestlers would do that, and they were just, like, we're the best wrestler, and they could just wrestle whatever weight really and they would just be like so much less than the other person they'd just be like, yeah i'm gonna kick your ass anyway never knows it yeah it'll be interesting because <laughs> blahovich blahovich has been like murdering people like he has crazy power in his hands but adesign is very creative and very lengthy so that'll be good um and then we got a woman's title fight amanda nunez the goat fighting megan anderson for the 145 pound title um, <laughs> Nunez, no surprise. It's not going to be a contest. Yep. No surprise. Uh, yeah. Nunez, the minus 1100 favorite, uh, will probably either, either win a 50, 45 decision or knock her out inside the first three rounds. Um, and then another one I'm super, super, super excited for the 135 pound men's title, uh, Piotr Jan and Aljamain Sterling. Uh, Aljamain Sterling is, uh, um, guy fights out of the East coast for, um, Ray Longo, Matt Serra. Uh, Ray Longo is probably the most uh, uh, Long Island guy you could imagine when he talks. It's hilarious. Um, absolutely a, a character. Just hilarious to listen to talk. And Aljo's his guy. Um, great on the ground. I think that is going to be good. Um, I think. I know Jan. Actually, I'm familiar. Jan's really yeah, good. Yeah, Jan is really good. Um, I think Aljamain, though, oh, is going to drag him down and choke him out. Um, but yeah. there's crazy, the undercard too, crazy. This guy, Islam Makachev, um, one of Khabib's guys. Um, oh, I'll, another, I'll bet on him then. Another, another uh, Dagestani um, in the 155 pound. Uh, big favorite there too. I think he'll win by knockout. Uh, Dominic Cruz, absolute legend fighting. Uh, he's the featured prelim. Uh, Joseph Benavidez fighting. Um, Song Yudong, a good uh, Chinese fighter. 
Uh, ton, tons of really, really talented people on this card. So I am excited. And then, the, and then there's Tim Elliott. Yeah. Yup. I've, I haven't seen much of him, but he doesn't seem very good. Nope. I saw a couple of him. And find Jordan <laughs> Espinosa. Like so. I mean, <laughs> is that, that seems like easy money. No, Jordan Espinosa. I don't know anything about the other guys. No. Yeah. Flyweights though. You never know. You never know. Two, yeah. three flyweight cards on this card. So that's interesting, but no, I think it's going to be really good. I would definitely uh, figure out a way to watch that. It's a pay per view, but you know, everyone <laughs> has their ways. Figure yeah. out a way to watch that. Uh, you will not yeah, be disappointed. Okay, what, what site can we illegally stream it on? Uh, you know, it's actually become more difficult because Dana White has a vendetta against the streamers and uh, is doing everything. Is devoting all of his resources to getting these streamers. So I've actually, um, to to my chagrin have been purchasing the last few pay-per-views so wow yeah. i know I mean, the, the ticket crack, is you got to get a group of buddies together yeah you got to get a group of buddies together do it you got to get and it when it becomes I mean, in that you know that 10 15 range per person then it's it's way easier yeah i mean oh, yeah. i will say like I, i'm usually the guy who tries to stream it but a few few times recently like the last wilder the wilder fury fight too i i actually but we got a few people over and we actually paid for it and it was, it's such a better experience. Yep, you're not worried about it. it. You're not worried about it buffering. Yeah. You're not worried about it crashing. You're not. Yeah, if you can get, yeah, clicking through ads. If you can get four to six people, and you're looking at 10 to 15 bucks, I mean, it's like, why not? Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like, this is a beer. This is two beers. I can't whatever. wait like, until like all the bars yeah. around here are open again and I can just go out and watch it somewhere. Uh, the bars I, aren't open by you? Uh, well, normal bars are opening back up uh, the 21st. But, like, if they don't serve food, they, oh, yeah, they're screwed. So they close, and they have to close by a certain amount, a certain time. So yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't. Like even bars, here, I mean, got, bars are, in New York, bars are normally open until 4 a.m. they got to close at 11 now. Yeah. Yeah, it was 10, now it's 11. Where, now. yeah, so, yeah. I mean, if you're not at somewhere where it's open till 1, you're not catching the main event. That's for all true. These. So, that's the thing, but we'll see. Hopefully that comes back soon, but that is going to do it for the episode. A nice, a nice about an hour long for you folks. Uh, we will be back next week. We're going to get into, we'll probably talk some more NBA. We're getting closer and closer to baseball season. Spring training is going on now. Um, in the meantime, go follow us on the socials, Your Fan, Your Banter. Uh, rate and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review. Leave us a little five star if you don't mind. And uh, go to bleacherfan.com and check out the store. Buy yourself some merch. Buy a loved one some merch. We love it. You'll love it. And we will see you next week.